0: Welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who, and the Sarah Jane Adventures, and, of course, last, (laughs) and most certainly least, Torchwood. (laughs) My name is David, and as always I am joined by the duplicitous Matt.
1: Hello there.
0: Hello, Matt. How's it going? Ah...
1: (laughs) I mean,
0: as well as could be expected, right?
1: Yeah. Look, I'll be honest, David. I've worked a thirteen-hour day. I've been home all of twenty yeah. minutes. We. It's been the bank holiday. We've pushed this recording back yeah. and back and back. It's Thursday. I had a school open evening till about half six. I didn't get through the door till quarter past seven. Um. So. Yeah. My, my tea is currently in the oven, so we might get meal of the week live again. <laughs>
0: Exciting times. You know,
1: my, my energy is going to be real low this week. We're watching Torchwood again. Yeah. It's up to you to keep the pod buoyant.
0: <laughs> I'll do my level best, Matt. I'll do my level best. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you should be full of vim and vigour wanting to talk about Torchwood, right?
1: Yeah, I've got, uh, a been... new, I've got a new slogan for the pod this week. Yeah, because uh, we're reviewing two episodes this week we're doing kiss kiss bang bang and sleeper uh, yeah you were
0: so excited you, you you said to me David David can we please do two episodes in what in one week because uh, I just can't get, I, I can't contain my excitement about. I think it was more this. can
1: we do two a week and just get it over with um, <laughs> I, I but, think it was I think it was yeah my new slogan is. two episodes two days too much. Oh, it um,
0: yes (laughs) but we'll get on to it. we'll get there yeah Yeah. Um,
1: welcome to all that
0: I would say like too much is a good good sort of uh, summary of torture in general isn't it too much and yet yet not enough
1: yeah yeah (laughs) it's the TV equivalent of McDonald's you can eat as much McDonald's as you want but afterwards yeah you feel awful and generally quite unfulfilled. Mm. Though, key difference with McDonald's, at least that's
0: nice when it's going down. Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, let's talk about um, what else is going on. So apart from work stuff, like how was your bank holiday weekend? Man?
1: David. you get up to anything exciting? David. I- Me and my friends, Jimbo and Timbo, for at least a month, if not two, have had a secret Mm. WhatsApp group away from all our friends that was simply called the greatest weekend ever. Um, And I I know I have a penchant for embellishing stories, but quite generally, Mm. I had the best weekend ever. I'm so pleased to hear it. Yeah.
0: Three days. Do you, do you care to elaborate?
1: Three days in lovely Manchester. Uh, mm-hmm. so, Already off to a great start. So, Friday, I was on a course at work. That finished at uh, mm-hmm. midday. I'd booked the full day off. I knew I was going to have the afternoon off. Uh, so, I was in mm-hmm. Sheffield by three o'clock, uh, met enemy mm-hmm. of the pod, Dr. Tim Riley, uh, had a pot around yeah. Sheffield, went back to his house for tea, slept over. Uh, the airbed I slept on uh, deflated overnight, so I basically slept on his floor. That was uh, mm-hmm. not great. And then up early, drove to Manchester, uh, three days of Warhammer Fest. Um, so I've been at the Warhammer convention this weekend, mm-hmm. which was quite simply phenomenal. I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I'm, I'm so pleased to hear that, Matt. I, I, I managed room. to get in the room. this was the one thing I wanted to do all weekend. be in the room. Mm-hmm. There was a big lecture hall, so there was approximately 10,000 people there. Um, but there was an 800 seat auditorium and I was in the room for the reveal of 10th edition Warhammer 40,000. and oh my God, it was amazing. Yep,
0: yeah, big changes uh well, yeah i mean uh, on and off
1: new models looks good um i was also mm-hmm. in the room for the kill team reveal that was great um i got to play the new computer game bolt gun that's not out for another month uh me and my friends did a little painting tournament i i put that up on our twitter david which one of these do you think's the best everyone voted for mine i didn't even say it was mine um <laughs> it, it, it was just great. It was just great. Now, some aspects of that weekend are obviously going to come up in later features. Um, yeah. Try to think what else happened. I got to meet some of my favourite YouTube content creators. Um, I, I really like Tabletop Tactics as like a 40K channel. You know, they do play-alongs and painting guides Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I got to meet Fletcher, who's their studio painter, and he got to give me some tips and advice about my painting. Um, I got to meet uh, Katie, who's one of their hosts, and she was really nice, got a nice picture with her. It it was just great. It was just great. I'm so happy to hear that, Matt. In fact, I forgot to mention this. At one point... We, there was one night we got really drunk okay we'd been out drinking yeah and we went back to our airbnb um mm-hmm. which was not great but across the road there was just a fun fair and i thought it's bank holiday it must just be like the may fair let's go uh so drunkenly me and my two friends went across to this fair and we were looking around and and basically realized it was some sort of Muslim ceremony of religious observation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were less than welcome, shall we say, <laughs> in our inebriated <laughs> state. It, yes. It was you know that shot rough. in Jaws where it pulls focus and the guy's just mm-hmm. like, Oh no. Oh no. It was a bit like that. I was just there, immediately sobered up and I was like, Well guys, we should not be here. We've we've <sighs> called but well, that's what happens when you get in a taxi and ask your driver to take you to the funnest place in Manchester. <laughs> I was just in the mood well, for some fun. Excellent. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? How's your bank holiday weekend been?
0: Been really nice. My dad came up. Oh, how is he? Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, now, he's uh, keeping, keeping well for a man with one kidney.
1: I seem to remember within the lore of our podcast, I think your dad's a pirate, if I remember rightly. Uh, <laughs> Possibly. So, he's made landfall, he's come to see you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often, so it's always
1: nice. No. Uh, was yeah. there any occasion he came up for? Was it a birthday or something, or just came to see you? Um, no, it's just uh, his
0: his wife's a nurse, and she... Uh, very rarely gets two days off in a row. Oh, they thought right. they'd make the roast of it and, and come up. And so uh, my dad could uh, spend a bit of time with his grandson. So uh, She should yeah. bloody go on strike
1: or something. Mm.
0: Oh, she's been doing that as well. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so,
1: satire. We're doing well. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, so did you get yeah, up too much
1: whilst he was here?
0: Nothing terribly exciting because the main thing was basically just wanting to like hang out and have a bit of quality time with um, with little yeah. Zorbs, you know. And uh, the best way to hang out with a four year old is to not like take that four year old out of their comfort zone and make them do a load of a- scheduled activities. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we mostly hung out at my mum's house. Uh, had a barbecue on nice, uh, nice. on the Monday. Which was nice. We 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 managed to time it perfectly for like the two hours where we actually got direct sunshine in the garden, before it just immediately uh, got consumed by clouds again. So we felt very jammy about that. Um, but yeah, mostly just a, just a lot of um, just hanging out. Took took it took him over to the uh, local soft play place Coco. for a couple of hours. Did your he dad have nice. fun?
1: Was he in the ball pool?
0: Oh yeah, he was getting right up in there. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> <Just> hobbling around. <laughs> yeah, in the uh, in the soft play. But anyway, oh. yes. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I I I was in there like because we we were it came at like a weird time where it was a little bit early in the afternoon and. As a result, there was basically... When we arrived, there were no other children there. Mm-hmm. So it was me, my partner, my dad and his wife. So four of us. Four adults. And just one child, like, awkwardly playing on their own. So I ended up sort of going in for a bit and, and prattling about and doing... Um, I, I don't... You, you, you know that thing that, like, how you you present... You present a man with a child, and all they want to do is make that kid laugh. Yeah. Like, I'm a lot like that
1: in On Uncle Duty. I'm just like, whatever you want to do, let's just do it.
0: And it's the same for dads. I think it's just a hardwired thing. Like, you just want to get a laugh out of them by any means necessary. So I was doing a lot of, like, sub Mr. Bean slapstick (laughs) in the soft play. Just, just to get a laugh out of the little, inn. and then fortunately some other children arrived, so Aww. I managed to make to, to make an escape before I sustained an actual injury.
1: They can be so selfish sometimes, can't they? <laughs>
0: um, but uh, yeah, so it, yeah, no, it was good. It was a good, good time. Um, Excellent. Yeah.
1: Um, where are we moving what, to? What do we next? talk do about?
0: Do? I don't know. What do we, what do we normally do? Matt? I've do, lost track. do you want
1: to do food or music?
0: Hmm, let's do music. Get okay. that out of the way.
1: Cool. Do you want to go first?
0: Yeah, yeah, I can do it. It's a fairly quick one this week. Um, th- one of my favorite albums to come out so far this year, possibly my number one album, um, is um from a Spanish jazz rock group called Amoeba Split.
1: Um, oh, yeah, it's... yeah, I'm very familiar with them. I'm, I'm <laughs> big into Spanish jazz rock, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's a great album, Quite Euphoria. It's their third album in about 10 years, it, so you have not take your time. But...
1: It's a little tame for me.
0: Mm. Well, um, in particular, I'm going to mention the track uh, The Inner Driving Force,
1: okay. which
0: um, genuinely, I think, I I, I mean I I like the whole album, but but that track in particular I just keep coming back to. Um, the introduction to it uh, and the way the way it builds is just I think, yeah, f- feels really special. Which is hard to do with instrumental jazz rock, you know, these days because at the end of the day it's, you know,
1: to, it's, it it
0: can sometimes all all get a little bit mushy and indistinct but um amoeba split don't really sound like anyone else and that's a good thing Mm -hmm. so yeah what about you matt
1: right i I want to do a thought experiment with you here Mm -hmm. okay just close your eyes and i want you to think of the best gig you've ever been to
0: easy done
1: okay what is it
0: uh, Cardiacs uh, at the Bristol Thecla in uh, 2008.
1: Excellent. Right, well, that gig was absolutely shit compared to the gig I went to this week. Because I went to the best gig I've ever been to this week. Right, okay. I went to the Manchester Apollo to go see the Flaming Lips. And Oh, yes, you
0: mentioned you were doing that, yeah.
1: It, honestly, I know they've got a reputation for being a band you have to see live. And mm-hmm. I love them, but I was not prepared, David. It was an yeah. assault on the senses. At one point, there was four 20-foot robots on stage whilst the lead singer was in a Zorb beneath a rainbow whilst lasers blinded me. Um <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't... It... <laughs> A guy I work with, um, mm-hmm. the drama teacher at my school, he asked me yeah. how it was because they do a song for the Spongebob Squarepants like stage show. Um, right. Okay. And the word I used, it was transcendental. Honestly, I was off mm-hmm. my nut. I've never done LSD, but I, I was out of it, David. I was spaced.
0: Yeah. Sounds fun.
1: But Sounds like that's not time. my song of the week. Go on, then. Because in what keeping is... with the greatest weekend ever, okay, I've already alluded, I left work early, I got the train. And when I got on the train, I was like, oh, I'll just open Twitter, just see what's in the news. And for the first time in nine years, one of my favourite bands just dropped a song and have announced they're releasing a new album with absolutely no build out of anywhere. Oh, excellent. Always nice when that happens. Okay, so the new song, Positive Charge by the Gaslight Anthem. I went and saw them last year when they did their reunion show, uh, and I just mm-hmm. kind of thought that was it. But it turns out they've been squirreling away. New album in the pipeline. Honestly, it's great. Awesome. Stuff.
0: I can't not not not, um, not a name I'm familiar with. That's oh no, of, it's because they, they sing in English,
1: band? not Spanish or made up Zool language. <laughs> um, so I appreciate it's a little bit out, your, out of your oeuvre. hmm But yeah. Awesome. Yeah, very good. What about food? What have you been munching on this week?
0: Well, there's one clear standout, and it's, um, it's, it's a late entry again, but um, my partner popped over to Audi uh, this morning and came home at lunchtime with, um, amongst other things, a pack of uh, knockoff subway rolls. Now, I don't know how, how, how familiar you are with Audi, are you aware of their penchant for um, like aping the packaging of other more successful oh, brands yeah. Yeah. to a really quite eerie degree?
1: Yeah, I think we've had a conversation um, about this before, because Penguin Bars are mm. called Polar Bars, and they've got polar bears on them, really yeah. keep keeping with the Arctic vibe
0: but yeah they they'll they're like they they're really meticulous about like you know getting the exact pantone <laughs> of like <laughs> whatever brand they're ripping off um so yeah there was no doubt that this was attempting to do subway it was the exact color you know green and yellows um of of their brand and um she just happened to spot them and and you know she was a hungry, tired lady, and she was just like, yep, having that. And then that it, it went on to inform all the rest of her shopping <laughs> for, um, for the morning. So she came back sort of armed with absolutely everything to basically do, like, full-on subway at home. Um, so made myself, like, a um, tuna melt on a sort of cheesy, herby, ersatz subway roll. Ooh, with does sound um, good. yeah, with you know all all the fresh salady bits, a uh, bit of bit of you know fresh onion in there for a bit of pizzazz. It was really good, Matt.
1: Oh, that does sound nice.
0: Yeah, best lunch I've had in a goodly while.
1: Oh, for a lunch as well. That sounds.
0: Mm.
1: I, I thought you were going to say that was like a dinner because that sounds substantial.
0: It was substantial. I had a very, very light, <laughs> light dinner, <laughs> it must be said.
1: Cool. Well, I, I've had a couple of food revelations this week. So Go on. As, as I've alluded to, busy, busy weekend. So as we were racing round, there wasn't a great deal of time for sleep. Um, so I was drinking a lot of coffee this weekend. Uh, and mm-hmm. my usual go-to order is a latte, a, just an easy-to-drink, slurp-it-down coffee. But yeah. when when you've had two or three lattes through the day, you've basically drank like a couple of pints of milk, and I started feeling really lethargic and, you know, just a mm-hmm. bit bloated from all the milk. So I, I discovered oat milk this weekend. Oat milk lattes. Right. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. They're it's nice. It's just a beautiful latte with none of the horrendous bloatiness afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I find oat milk in particular, like it actually, um, it it pairs really nicely with coffee. Mm, yeah. There's something about sort of the, the 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 just sort of faintly porridgey note you get from mm. from the oat milk, actually, yeah. is pretty nice with with the coffee. Yeah. But
1: again, that is not my meal Ugh. of the fortnight. No, okay. go on. Right. This this is the real revelation. So, we booked okay. brunch I'm prepared. at a restaurant called Dishoom. Okay. And mm-hmm. I got Bless you. a breakfast sandwich. It had bacon. It had sausage. It had egg. It had a lovely bit of spiced tomato chutney. Now... Mm. What bread are you picturing here, David? Sliced white, bun? Mm -hmm. Subway roll? Uh, If
0: it's a a vaguely fancy thing, my initial thought is maybe a brioche bun. Oh, Dream on.
1: It was in a naan. (laughs) Now we're talking. Honestly, breakfast sandwich in a naan. Like, that is my go-to now. I don't think I'm going to buy a sliced white loaf ever again. (laughs) <laughs> I will say I,
0: I, I'm pretty meticulous about usually if we have a takeaway curry usually keeping a little bit of naan over for, for breakfast Yeah, another and it, bit of naan for breakfast
1: it was the fact it wasn't a store bought horrible rock hard naan it was light, it was fl- mm. oh. and then with proper coffee and I had like some sort of matcha Tea, drink. Oh, it was so good. Mm. It was so good. But yeah. Does yeah, sound good? Wrap that all together and you've got the greatest weekend ever.
0: Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It, it, sounds, it sounds delightful. Mm. Yes. I sort of vaguely remember what it
1: was like to like have a social life. It, it's the first time <laughs> go, I've go been to gigs. away with friends <laughs> for a while and it did yeah. me the power of good.
0: Yeah, it's it's a nice thing. I, I need I need to do that at some point. Mm. I'm be, being honest with everything else that's going on in my life. This year isn't looking likely.
1: No, and like, <laughs> I'm sure I've said this but, before uh, when I've been, but mm. I, I've got quite a lot of affection for Manchester. I really like it.
0: I'd take Manchester over London any
1: day. Yeah, like... I, I can't quite put my finger on why. Like, I don't normally like big, busy cities, but Manchester in particular, I think it's just everywhere you go, everywhere you turn, there's something to do, and it's usually quite good. Mm. Though, I will
0: say, I'd even take Newcastle over Manchester, though.
1: Uh Newcastle? Well, the main thing is, Newcastle's got Rob from the Cloister Bell, you know, mm-hmm. Britain's tallest podcaster. So... Once you've seen that, you know, Manchester's got nothing. Uh, and,
0: and of course, my you know, my partner originally hailed from Whitley Bay. So mm. when we were getting to know each other, Newcastle was kind of our stomping ground. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, a lot of affection for that place.
1: Yeah, I'm a big Which fan. I don't
0: have in the same degree to uh, with Manchester. Mm. But I've had a good time, the, the times that I've been which has only, only ever been for gigs. Right.
1: What time are we on? 25 minutes. Um will just check my mm. timer on my dinner. It's looking good. Right. Shall we do some listener tweets? Yeah, go on then. Right. Let me just pull these up. Um, right. There's not that many this week, but we'll give them a go. Okay. Uh, first question comes from the nicest guy in all of podcasting. Mark Cochram, say hello, David. Hello, Mark. I'm not bringing back say hello, David. I just feel Mark really deserves it. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, simple one. Uh, Mark just simply says, "How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood?" Oh,
0: I I want <laughs> I wish I had memorized the uh, the Monkey Island exchange mm. <laughs> based on that. Um, I'm going to say twelve.
1: Oh, that's that's optimistic. The number in my head was four. Uh, Should we split the difference, say eight?
0: Yeah, I think we can agree. uh, Average woodchuck, probably about eight wood.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. What do you want next, David? Uh, I've got three on the current list. Do you want one, two, or three? Mm, Let's go two first. Ah, it's James Courtney. Oh. Who simply says... What question would you like me to ask? Uh, James, I would like you to
0: ask uh, our thoughts on uh, Murray Gold returning to Doctor Who as composer-in-chief.
1: Yeah, that, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I... he's not asked us that. <laughs> no, I think I would like James to ask me, do you really want to hurt me, but in the style of Culture Club? There we go. There you go. Um, What do you want next? Married to who or Sonia? Uh, Let's have Sonia. All right. Sonia simply says, You have one magic spell to take over doing a chore. What chore will it perform? And also, what is the spell called? Okay.
0: Is it cheating, Matt, if I choose... All laundry. So I'm including taking dirty laundry downstairs, putting it on, taking it off, putting it on the clothes horse or the or the line, uh, mm-hmm. and when it's dry, folding it up and putting it away again. The whole process. The, I can cover that in one Yeah, step?
1: like some sort of Sorcerer's Apprentice style. Yes. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and what would you call it? Um... Oh. What would I call it? Because what I don't want to do is go down the route of... Because I really hate the sort of sub-Latin, Harry Potter-style mm. um, spell names. I want to do something a bit more D&D-ish, like, you know, Tenser's Floating mm. Disc or something. Um, what about... Um, mm. oh, you're putting me on the spot at a point where my my brain is is has turned complete mush after a day of work, but um
1: it's got a little bit of dead air there. just mm. want the listeners <laughs>
0: <into>. <laughs> I can't think you know when you when your brain just completely mm. gives up on. <laughs>
1: I think if I could have a spell, processes. it would be a floating hand that flies around behind me and just switches off things I've forgotten to. <laughs> that
0: is a good one.
1: Like, there's a couple of times... Like, the other day, uh, once I got back from Manchester, I went to bed at like 6pm because I was so tired. Woke up the next morning, my kitchen light had been on all night. Um Quite often, I turn my electric blanket on to warm my bed, forget to turn that off, wake up sweaty. Uh, just something like that. I'm pretty mm. forgetful with things like that. And what would you call it, Matt? Um, Matt's big poker. And it would just poke. <laughs> out. It's a hand that is, you know, like when you make pistol hands, like finger guns. Mm-hmm. It's like that forever. It never. It's it's permanently in that position. Yeah, it never clenches a fist. It never makes open palm. And it's just a flying pointer.
0: Yeah, Yeah, pretty good. Pretty
1: good. Right. Final question from this list. There are some more questions. Um, Hmm. Married to who? Simply ask What city or country would you live in if money was not a factor? Um. Now, the obvious answer is uh, you'd move to North Dakota and just hang out with the Married to Who team all the time. Yeah. But take that as a given. Where else, David? Okay,
0: well, it depends, really, because the stage I'm at in my life, um, I, I kind of feel like I need to live somewhere that's not the middle of nowhere because, you know, I have a child, and I want that child to have opportunities that go beyond, like, you know, looking at a fence. <laughs> but if it was just me and my partner, um, we've talked idly about how nice it would be to just um, live on one of those sort of remote, barren Scottish islands. Oh,
1: yeah. And, so uh, you could build a wicker map. just
0: Yeah, yeah, ideally, yeah. If we could... If we could, you know, annually find a Christian to burn, and you know, right. hopefully get a good harvest out of that, you know. But uh, yeah, failing that, just sort of mooch around, get rained on, get to know the rocks,
1: yeah,
0: on a on a first name basis. <laughs> That'd be delightful. What about you, Matt? I I
1: think I would go for Ghoul. Now. Is that where
0: is where is Gould it's is near Barnsley? Place? It's
1: just like a really shit no. Yorkshire town. Oh, what am I thinking of? Oh, yeah, it was meant to be a joke, but you didn't laugh. So, my real answer is probably Melbourne, Australia. Hang out with Marty McLean all the time. Mm-hmm. Although, I think, does he live in Sydney? I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. we'd just be broing down all the time. And I, I just loved Melbourne when I was there. I really do have like a special place in my heart for it. Yeah.
0: I get the impression and I you know, as someone who's never been to Australia and, you know, kind of it's all just filtered through media and podcasts and things, but I get the impression that Melbourne's probably like the hippest city in
1: Australia. Like Yeah. I think it it's got that sort where... of reputation. It was Yeah. It was the, the most bohemian I've ever been, David. Mm hmm. I used to refer to pizza as czar. That's how laid back I was. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. Two more questions. What do you want? James Swift or Cloister Bell podcast? Uh, let's go Cloister Bell first. Uh, they say, how do you hang your toilet roll? Over or under?
0: Um, in all honesty... It doesn't get hung at all at the moment because our toilet roll holder fell off about four years ago. We've never bothered to fix it.
1: Do you just stick it on the cistern?
0: Uh, Yeah, cistern and or radiator.
1: Yeah, like I have a toilet roll holder. Most of the time that's got the empty cardboard inner on it Mm -hmm. and there's just half-used bog rolls on the windowsill and the the (laughs) cistern, just everywhere.
0: Yeah, um, though, of course, the correct answer, if, you, if you're if you going to do it properly, is over.
1: Yeah. Did, did you because... ever have it when you were at school that they used to have that horrible mm. bog roll that was a bit like tracing paper? Oh, God, yeah. I remember having that at primary school, and I just, even as, like, a six-year-old, just thinking, how am I meant to get any purchase on this? <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're setting me up to fail here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'd have been better off with sandpaper. Oh, dear. Right, final question. James Swift. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do... And I feel we've covered this on a really old past episode. How do you like your toast? Right, okay. Um
0: yeah we can we it's possible we've covered it before I'm happy to to uh go over it again but um for the most part if i if i've you know I, I, I'm assuming it's just a standard day I like to mix it up basically when it comes to toast um i I will always take like proper butter over any sort of margarine or mm-hmm. I can't believe it's not butter. Um, any of those sort of like butter esque plastic tub substances, but um, you know, I'll, I'll 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 slum it if need be, um, <laughs> and generally speaking, you know, eight times out of ten it's marmite, mm. but I do also like a nice jam once in a while. Ooh,
1: very nice.
0: Yeah. Um, and also, most
1: crucially I cut it diagonally because it makes me feel like a fantasy man <laughs> right, well for me I, I I remember we fell out about this the best piece mm-hmm. of a loaf of bread in the two end bits, the thickest bit that's all crust
0: uh, utter insanity I, I,
1: I remember when we discussed this last time I tweeted Paul Chuckle of the Chuckle Brothers yeah and yeah, he, he got
0: Paul Chuckle to weigh in and he agreed with me.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um but I I think he was doing a joke. I I think he was, you know it no. was, was a bit. Right? And what you do... No, no 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 is you don't even really toast it. You just warm the surface of that bread. I like the mm-hmm. lightest of light toast. Oh no, I'm 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 the other end.
0: I I will, I will have occasionally, you know, skirted very close to burning a toast because I've put it in for a, a second go around because it's come out a little too pallid on the first attempt.
1: Then what I do is I put so much butter on, it's like a sodden sponge of butter. <laughs> okay? If the butter's too hard, put a bit on, put it back under the grill, let it melt for three or five mm-hmm. seconds, give it a wipe. It's perfect. And then I like equal volume marmite to bread. I like my marmite thick, but I like it Mm -hmm. on wet, melted butter. And it turns into this delightful sauce that. Yeah. And then. I know, I I can picture exactly what you're describing. Yeah. Right. Then, controversially, I don't often cut my toast, but what I'll do is fold it portrait ways mm. so it's tall and thin and <laughs> double thickness and eat it like a marmite sandwich <laughs>
0: it's uh, honestly Matt I think you could have confessed
1: honestly murder, saying it out loud I and realise how mad that w- is
0: yeah, I, honestly, you could you could, could have just confessed to a murder and I would have been marginally less
1: horrified than I am right now. Do you never fold your toast? <laughs> no. Oh, I do it with cheese on toast as well. Just make a little sandwich.
0: Uh. Oh, my word. Um, Portrait as well. That's what gets me.
1: Yeah, no, it's not like enveloped, <laughs> top to bottom. No, no, no. It's It's booked. I like right over left. Oh, my word.
0: My word, Matt. My word. What is to be done with you? Like, Um, I know. Like I
1: say, I say it out loud and it sounds (laughs) insane. You know, but Mm. that... I am's what I am. That's what uh, John Barrowman's (laughs) album's called. And that's how I live my life. I am what I am.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. One quick addendum to that, Matt. Where do you stand on a crumpet? I I'd, I'd probably go crumpet above toast. Yeah. But I was going to say I, the way you were way you were describing your butter usage there I thought what are you doing faddying about with bread just get yourself a crumpet man. Yeah, I
1: don't ask about with marmite or cheese or any of that rubbish on crumpets. I want it a sponge of butter. But can I shock you David? Yeah, of course, go ahead. I think I prefer a pikelet. I knew you were going to say that.
0: I mm. knew you were going to say that. I I don't like a pikelet that much. Oh. To be honest. I find I find pikelet it's it's just <coughs> it feels like someone was trying to make a crumpet and gave up halfway through.
1: No, it's like Daddy crumpet and Mummy pancake had a baby. <laughs> That's how I see it. Yeah, no,
0: I I mean yeah, you're not wrong, but it just yeah, I know it's too I find Pikelet is too much of a compromise for me. Right. If I'm want, if i going to have a crumpet, I want a proper crumpet.
1: Can Can I ask one more question? Yeah, go on. Okay. No. It's either
0: I'll talk about Torchwood and, and I've got absolutely no yeah, appetite. Yeah, we'll just happen.
1: prolong that as much as we can. Because <coughs> what we could talk mm. about is Bernice Summerfield.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Um, okay. We were going now, to do that we, last time, we've, and we've had a laugh yeah. in the past few weeks. Okay, but we have. It's yeah. time, I think, we settle down and just really drive home because mm. we've done some pretty detailed research. And we have, um, you know. So,
0: so do you want do you want me to kick us off, Matt?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know the sort of origin. I I've listened to one or two big finish stories, but do you want to start yeah. with maybe? A history of the character.
0: Okay, so from from an out-of-universe perspective, initially, uh, Bernie Summerfield was a character created for the Virgin New Adventure novels by uh, oh, Paul can I, can I
1: just stop you? Um, that, yeah. that was the timer on my oven. Um, my oh, potato no, no, wedges ahead. are done. Uh, are you all right yeah. just to carry us for a minute or so?
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, obviously I don't want to carry on with the Burnie Summerfield thing without uh, Matt no, Present, but I'll, I'll just... Um, I'll be
1: back in yeah. two ticks. You, I don't know, say hello to the listeners, like you always do. Tell them about yeah. whatever game it is you've been playing this week.
0: Um, Hello, listeners. Yeah, What game have I been playing? I'll be honest, I've been playing a lot of Legends of Rune Terror on my phone, which, um, you know... If if you're familiar with it, it's um then you you you'll know why I've been kind of doing that almost exclusively, because it is fairly addictive. Um but it's essentially a uh Magic the Gathering style card battling game set in the world of League of Legends, which of course is is a universe that I that I had absolutely no interest in uh, prior to the release of Netflix's Arcane. Uh, which I still maintain is one of the greatest television series of recent years. Um, so, yeah, been playing a lot of that. Um, primarily the... Right, um, I'm back. I'm back. Solo I'm back. Load. Right
1: there, Matt. Hello. Right. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Episode one of season two of Torchwood. Yes. What did you think of it? Um... I'll tell you what, I haven't missed Torchwood, and this didn't do much to help. <laughs> yes,
0: um, what I would say is, for half a minute I thought, oh, are they doing something interesting here? Mm-hmm. Then it turned out they weren't. <laughs>
1: no, not at all. <laughs> do you
0: think that they're, was disappointed. Do you think they're
1: incapable? Do you think they sort of stumble um, near a good idea? and then uh, <laughs> stumble back the other way like a drunkard. It does feel like that at times. If,
0: if you were to say to me, David, can you name an, an example of an incompetently run television programme? I would say to- Torchwood is probably the one that would first spring to mind at the moment.
1: I, I think, having revisited Torchwood through these two episodes... Mm. it's cripplingly humourless. Like, I get there are jokes, but... There are attempts at jokes, but...
0: But they never land.
1: No, no.
0: Uh, and that's one of the things I was going to mention, actually. Have you noticed how this series, they seem to have decided Yanto's funny? Yeah, but
1: he's, he's not. Simply, he's,
0: he's, he's Mr. Quips, isn't he?
1: Yeah. always
0: there with the with the witty banter but the thing is it just comes across he just comes across like a Saki teenager yeah <laughs> it's it, really bad it's
1: it's not great is it
0: yeah right okay so there, there are there are a couple of positives i think with with this episode uh the first and uh, the main one i think being james masters yeah who it it always nice to see him Mm. Pop up in something,
1: yeah. Best known as his uh, role as Demon King Piccolo in Dragon Ball Evolution.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's very much kind of what put him on the, on the radar for most po- people. But uh, yeah, so that was good. Um, in theory, I liked the idea of digging into the Time Agency a little more. Mm. Um, in practice. I'm now left with the impression that the time agency was um, exclusively staffed by psychopaths.
1: Not just that. <laughs> it just seems to be like a little gang name they gave themselves. They don't seem to do anything. <laughs> if me and you hung out with yeah. our friends and we were just like, oh, we're the, we're the time agency boys? It's like their yeah. motorcycle <laughs> gang name.
0: It does feel that way, doesn't it? So, um, But anyway, yeah, so... The other, the only other positive I'll say about this episode was that it at least hinted at the possibility of some kind of proper story arc for this series. Mm. So I'm keeping fingers crossed that we actually do get something because if there's one thing that Torchwood Series 1 uh, really suffered with, it was the fact that they absolutely they, nothing no, happened. Yeah. There was no arc. There was nothing. There was no through line mm. to, to pull you through the series. Um But yeah, at the, at the end of the day, it was still, it was still a cheaply made, uh, 45 minutes of, uh, science fiction that seems to have mistaken, uh, gore and swearing and, uh, sexual harassment for um, quote unquote adult content and um, yeah it just is <laughs> wasn't good <laughs> right I, I want I, I really wanted to like this one I really did I thought come on new series new start but you know the the, the main characters are all still such horrible people.
1: I do not want to enjoy spending time with them. So, I've I've made brief notes. So, because we're doing two episodes, yes. I'm not going into as much gonna, detail. I've basically no, done scene by scene what happens. Okay. Okay. So this is from the 16th of January 2008, written by Chris Chibby Chibbers, and yeah. directed by Ashley Way. Fair enough. So it opens. Torchwood are chasing a fishman. Jack's disappeared. When they catch up with the fishman, he calls them all out on each of their individual bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. And eventually, when things get heated, Jack returns and shoots it. That's the pre-credit yeah. scene. I'm gonna be honest.
0: It's not a good sign for your show if. Early doors, you're practically rooting for the fish man. Yep. Who's, like, take, taking an innocent woman hostage. Also, like, season, well, season but... one.
1: <laughs> go on, sorry. Oh,
0: hang on. Sorry, Matt. Bear with me one moment. My phone just fell off
1: my lap and it, it yanked my headphones out, so I had no idea what you were saying there. Um, I was going to go with season one of Torchwood. It's so... Yeah. Unmemorable that when they were like, Oh, Jack's left I was like, Oh, where's he gone? And then I remembered he yeah. goes off with the doctor for a bit, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And he comes
0: back. And it's fine. Um <clears throat> But yeah, no, honestly, when when that fishman showed up and started wreaking havoc, I was like, "Ah, oh, well this fish guy's a bit a bit of fresh air, isn't he?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should do a spin-off. Yeah. Mm.
0: Right. Well, too late now.
1: <laughs> so Gwen it would have is to be mad a prequel. <laughs> Go on, sorry. I said it would have to be a prequel. Oh yeah. So <laughs> Oh, it could be his son that avenges his fish father's death. It could be like finding oh, Nemo now, but with torture. Now we're talking. Yeah. Right. Gwen's mad that Jack left them all alone. Uh, Spike from Buffy comes through the rift and kills a man Uh, Mm. at which point Jack's hologram watch beeps it's Spike from Buffy Uh, now here's one bit I did make a note of that isn't really Mm. scene by scene there's a bit where Ianto runs to the end of a street and shouts taxi nobody in Britain has ever done that no and if you did it wouldn't work no, they'd run you down for being a dickhead. <laughs> That's yeah, not how I taxis honestly, work. Alright. Yeah, I honestly You ring couldn't up believe and you wait. They
0: did that. It's just right. it's just another example of how Torchwood somehow feels less grounded than the Sarah J Adventures.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh Jack and Spike uh, fight for a bit after they have a big old kiss. Mm-hmm. Turns out Spike is Captain John Hart, and we learn that the time agency is shut down. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the... So, t- like,
0: in... It, it, so, just, just to to pause for a second, so... They, they bring in this new character who's meant to be a sort... I guess he's meant to be, like, Evil Jack?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Is kind of what they're going for. He's got a sort of weird, like, old bandsman's coat or something. Mm. Um, it's, it feels a little sort of trying too hard in the costume department, I feel like. And they basically just immediately establish that he is a sexual predator and a violent psychopath.
1: Yep. Yeah, but that's enough like, about Captain Jack. What about John Hart? <laughs> well... <laughs>
0: Yes, indeed. Like that's the thing. It's like it. It really is a very, very narrow bridge, isn't it? Between mm-hmm. between those two characters, like it, it. And unfortunately, a big part of the plot of this episode hinges on them sort of begrudgingly trusting this guy, mm-hmm. and it's like if you wanted to kind of build any tension with that, what you need to do is not have your opening scenes with that character firmly and unequivocally establish that they are a violent psychopath. Yeah. Because that leaves no room for doubt. Yeah. Um, It's not right, is it? And and I, I couldn't... I couldn't understand the writing choice there. Like just introduce him in such a way that there's some ambiguity and we don't know whether we can trust this guy or not. So then we're in the same boat as the Torchwood team and then have the big reveal of, oh, no, turns out he's a dick. Yeah. Um, But they're just like, hey, this guy's a dick. Oh, but we might have to trust him because, you know, what about this threat? Well, okay, we'll go along no, don't you do anything now, you naughty man. And then, oh, no, he, he betrayed us, and he's a dick. Uh, who'd have thought that? Who'd have seen that coming? So, yeah. Sorry, I've gone on a, a massive rant there, but it's just like, it really... That seems like such a basic writing error. Yeah. And this is the... Yeah, this is it like removes all
1: opener. mystery around him, doesn't it?
0: It really does. Very strange choice. So, like, just those first couple of scenes, it's just like... I genuinely didn't understand the intention behind them.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Torch would arrive, and it turns out John is Jack's ex-partner, who's hunting a weapon that's been lost in the Rift and, of course, has now come out in Cardiff. Uh, Back at Torchwood, Gwen shouts at Jack again. She does a lot of that. And he notices her engagement ring. So they go searching some shipping containers for the weapons. Uh, And when Gwen and John find it, he kisses her, which paralyzes her. Uh, Tosh and Owen are on a little team together. They find one and John shoots Owen. Meanwhile, Jack and Ianto are just having a little flirt together. So, when John separates Jack and Ianto, he invites Jack to join him, which causes Jack to throw the weapon canister off the roof. John then pushes Jack, so yeah. he follows. Yeah. Oh, dear. Captain Jack is dead. Whoopsie. Yeah, he isn't, though, is he? <laughs> No,
0: and again, you know, absolutely zero tension for the viewer there. Like, like they really string it out for ages. But
1: Especially when you go down to see his body and he's like bent in half. Yeah, that was yeah. A bit needless. Right,
0: uh, John yeah, takes were going Jacks. they sort of like
1: artful there, weren't they?
0: Yeah, he's like on a he's laid on this sculpture, but uh,
1: yeah. So John takes Jack's vortex manipulator and everyone goes to rescue Gwen. Uh, John then takes the final weapon part from the corpse of the fish man that's inside Torchwood HQ where Jack returns to shock John because he can't die, David. Ah, yeah. Uh, It turns out the weapon was actually locator for a big posh expensive diamond and John was just in it for money all the time and then this is one of the humorous moments I'm I'm talking about Uh, there's a bit where I think John says should we all have an orgy and it looks around the room and then Ianto's like contemplating it and then snaps himself back into the seriousness of the scene and just wasn't good was it no it's like it's just it's cartoonish but yeah, in, yeah, in a bad way. Um, there is no diamond, just a bomb that's going to kill John. So he handcuffs himself to Gwen. It turns out it's mm. DNA specific targeting. Is it? It's just going to kill him. Am I right? I can't remember.
0: Uh, no, it's it, they they say it's going to like go off in a in a wide area, and potentially take out. Others with it, but it's like it's it was designed to like latch on to right the the person who I think the person I think it was specifically designed to latch onto the DNA of the person who killed the lady in the hologram
1: right that was right.
0: his partner that he betrayed it's it's all a bit convoluted right and also again if that's the purpose of it why then put a ten minute timer on it. Like, if you know it's going to attach to the person you want dead, just, have, just like, immediately blow them up, then. Yeah. Why give them ten minutes to wriggle out of it?
1: Well, they have ten minutes so that Gwen can yeah. devise a plan where she's going to jump into the rift with him. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. I'd rather save some lives. So let's go dive into the rift. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack then arrives again and injects John... Which causes the bomb to fall off him. Uh, they chuck it into the rift, and it takes them to the start of the night, because they've exploded time, it seems.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. And then they're like. They see their previous versions of themselves, and, like, that's not dealt with. Like, no. are they now just permanent duplicates, or well. are they going to suddenly going to dissipate or
1: who knows we know from Doctor Who law you're not allowed to interfere so they can't go back to yes. Torchwood HQ because they're just obviously going to bump into themselves so
0: yeah exactly I just feel uh, like that 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 was again just like why, why why do that it adds nothing to the episode um it just makes it more confusing. Anyway, yeah. So it
1: turns out the injection was torchwood DNA. It had a little bit of uh, little bit of everything. A little bit of everyone. And that's what fooled yeah. the bomb into dropping off. Jock Jock, sorry. Jack gets his vortex manipulator back. And just as he's leaving, John turns around and says, I found Grey. Oh yes. Yeah. So we
0: get our that's this sort of tease for, I mean, I'm assuming that's going to carry some significance before the end of the series. Mm. Imagine but who, if it doesn't, Matt.
1: Who knows? Imagine if they rate. just
0: did that and then they just decided that they couldn't be asked to follow up on it.
1: Yeah,
0: I wouldn't put it past this show.
1: No, like it—it it could be anything, couldn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm presuming it's another time agent.
1: Yeah, but then doesn't it show you a picture of uh, Jack holding hands with a child or something? Or have I dreamt
0: that? Maybe. I don't know. I I didn't catch that, but who knows. Are you interested? Um,
1: That's the big question.
0: No. (laughs) no no I'm not because because the version of Jack that we get on Torchwood is just not a character that I want to be spending time with I don't mind him in the context of actual Doctor Who Like even when he popped up again in in the Whittaker era I was like ah this is fun this is you know adds a bit of sort of colour and vivacity to proceedings but There's the version of Jack that you get on Torchwood where he's like dour and violent and spends most of his time either keeping secrets from his colleagues or sexually harassing them. That is not a character that I want to spend time with. Mm. And it's It's one of the biggest problems of this show and and obviously that it all trickles down like everyone on that team at this point has sort of demonstrated themselves to be wholly unpleasant, you know yeah lying yeah. cheating, perpetually weirdly horny. <laughs> um, It has, just in a way that I don't think most people actually are. (laughs) I could be wrong about that.
1: Having revisited it, who's your favourite member of the Torchwood team? (coughs)
0: Uh, Genuinely, I think it is still Owen, who I think is an arsehole, but he's he's the only honest arsehole in the bunch. Mm -hmm. You know? The others are, they're all arseholes, but mostly they're pre- being presented as, to some degree, virtuous. There, Whereas there was, there was a
1: bit, I, I can't remember if it's in this episode or the next, where yeah. in Torchwood HQ, they're logging onto a computer and Tosh is talking, I think, to a Yanto. And
0: yeah.
1: I think I even said out loud, you are the most boring people. Imaginable. Oh, they're tedious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... I think if you're going to do one of these, like, Mission of the Week team-based shows, one of the most fundamental things you've got to get right is have a fun team. Mm. Have people... That's it. For all its flaws,
1: Sarah Jane Adventure usually was pretty fun. Yeah. This... Absolutely.
0: And like, I I would compare it to say something like Ag- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., objectively a mediocre show, right? Mm-hmm. Occasionally pretty good, often quite poor, you know, at its best it was solidly entertaining. But what that show has over something like Torchwood is that the characters themselves felt, for the most part, likeable and believable and different from one another. Mm. (laughs) Whereas Torchwood, the the Torchwood team are just variations of the same sort of like emotionally immature, you know, miserable gifts.
1: Right, on that happy tone, shall we move into the second episode this week?
0: Yes. Yeah, do let's.
1: Right. Sleeper. Episode two of season two from the 23rd of January, 2008. Written by James Moran, directed by Colin Teague. What did you make of this one, Matt? Right, it's not good. No. Objectively, not good. But I think it might Mm. be the best episode of Torchwood we've watched.
0: Possibly. Possibly. I think what it does is it takes a good classic premise and pisses it up the wall.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like... You know... (laughs) Up until about... It's about 45, 50 minutes in length. Yeah. Up until about 25, 30 minutes. I thought this was pretty good. And then... I nudged my laptop and it reminded me I had 20 minutes left. And I was just like, where are we going from here? And it turns out (laughs) where we're going from here is taking quite a solid idea and turning it into a man who's got swords for arms running about killing people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um...
1: Absolute dog shit, the ending of this episode. (laughs) It really isn't.
0: It's not strong. And it's and the thing is, the premise, the whole concept of like alien sleeper agents, is is brilliant. I mean, like, Battlestar Galactica got what, like, four or five seasons out of that? As a I, I,
1: I thought this could be the plot arc of the series.
0: Yeah. Nope. I mean it still could for all we know, but it, it feels like it's not going to be. Like, it uh, what I think Torchwood really has been lacking all the way through so far. Is some, like, a proper, like... En- a, a, like, um, a consistent enemy to be battling against. You know, if Doctor Who has Daleks and Cybermen and tyrans and, you know...
1: Sarah Jane Adventures has got to... the bane.
0: Yeah. What is Torchwood's equivalent of that? It could have been these guys, but... I get the imp- I mean, it it might. We don't know. We don't know. No. But I mean, by the end of this episode, I'm now kind of thinking, I hope it's not, because
1: it's not. Those it's sword not arms not good, look
0: so silly. <laughs> right, <laughs>
1: it just looks
0: so silly,
1: Matt. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bit where the the guy who's just a guy who becomes like yeah. the main villain of this episode. Yeah. Like it it's it's woeful. <laughs> it's it, it It's absolutely abhorrent television, the um, last half of this episode. And it's yeah. the hope that kills you. I was really excited thinking, Oh, this is the this is the one. We can talk about this. No nope. yeah. Well, we're gonna have to either way. <laughs> so right. let's get it over and done. The please. good news is I've got fewer notes for this than the previous episode. It opens with a house being broken into and something gets the burglars. Yeah. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, that's police business. Don't know why Torchwood are here. Nobody's seen an alien at the moment. It's just like somebody's broken in and killed some people.
0: I did think that the police handed it over to Torchwood very
1: quickly. Yeah. Torchwood need to learn to keep their grubby noses out of other people's business, right? Torchwood arrive. One of the robbers is barely alive. That rhymed. Uh, Jack and Tosh investigate the scenes and they think it's probably not the homeowners that killed the robber. However, Owen and Gwen speak to the couple and each of them suspects one of them did it. Uh, When they go to question the robber that survived, he says, the woman in the flat, keep her away from me. Then he dies. Ooh. Mm. So, Jack interrogates the wife of the couple, who we learn is called Beth, and ma- she maintains that she knows nothing. And, you know, as you would if you're interrogating a suspect of a murder, Gwen just gives her a tour of Torchwood HQ. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, we talked about this in Series 1, but I think it's important we yeah. start Series 2 with this very clear message that Gwen from Torchwood is a fucking moron.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I, will, I will note as well, that pterodactyl's keeping himself very quiet at the moment, isn't he? Oh, it? yeah.
1: Yeah, we've been renewed for Series 2. We can turn the bells and whistles off, guys. <laughs> So, uh, Owen says, right, I'm going to do a blood test on you, see what's going on. And he can't draw blood because the needle and the scalpel snaps. Turns out she's got, like, armoured skin. But she doesn't believe in aliens, so Jack says, right, time to get the mind probe. Turns out, when they mind probe her, she is a bloody alien after all. And Who would have seen it coming? Yeah, exactly. She keeps repeating the same phrase, and we see her arm open up and glow red. Uh, Mm. Jack says he knows what she is and why she's here. Turns out, knows neither of those two things, but he does know what a sleeper agent is.
0: Is um, can I say Jack's whole conduct in this story is, in you know, in all the interrogation scenes and stuff, is really, really bad. Like, just. How does he think just sort of berating someone like that is going to yield any kind of positive results?
1: You know, I, I, really I don't, I don't know if I don't know if little Zorbs does this, but my niece and nephew mm. do this sometimes. You know, when a child learns something new, and they try and slyly drop it into conversation so they can look like an expert. Yeah, you know. So if they've learned about I don't know ancient Egypt. They'll just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, hieroglyphics and stuff. That's that's actually the language <laughs> the ancient... You know, and he's like that, as yeah. if he's just learnt what sleeper agents are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's just trying to look important because he's learnt something today. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, she's gathering intel on Earth, and when Jack tells Beth, she's absolutely gutted. So, yeah. she has... Robbery flashbacks as her real persona is waking up. Uh, So they just go, right, we've got a plan. And that plan is to put you in cryo-freeze till we have a plan.
0: (laughs) It's not a plan.
1: No. This this team, honestly, honestly, David, I hate Torchwood. Right. (laughs) At this point, when she goes to sleep, the other sleeper agents wake up. There's a big man having a drink with his wife. There's a paramedic. Mm-hmm. It, oh, and there's a lady who lets... Right, this lady's oh, walking this. down the street with her pram. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she lets go and we see the pram roll away to show that that's not her concern. Do we oh. really need the stock sound effect of tyre screeching, knocking the pram?
0: Oh, God. No, we don't. I, I cannot... I cannot express how much I hated that moment like it was so cheap and tacky and needlessly offensive like just just the idea of just like uh, I mean it it, you know because let's be let's be clear we're talking this is, you know, this show being like, oh, just to make it crystal clear, that baby's dead now. That's a dead <laughs> yeah. baby. And it's just, it, it's almost playing it like it's a joke.
1: Mm. Like, like,
0: what is the intention
1: here? Horrible. Not enjoy. <laughs> so, Beth goes to visit her partner, Mike, who's still in hospital from the robbery, and she mm-hmm. says she wants to say goodbye doing so she impales him with her sword arm
0: yeah the editing okay. in this scene is horrible
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it's not not great
0: <laughs> it does it does that like very sort of like you know constant jumping and uh, jump cuts and close ups and um I, I i i will pause for a second and say i i didn't look it up that whoever pl- is the actor playing beth it, honestly she is holding this entire episode on her shoulders. You know, like Atlas. Yeah. It, it
1: is... It,
0: she's doing such a good job with such ropey material.
1: So, Torch would take her back, wondering how she escaped Cryo-Freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other sleepers kill and blow up people. They're destroying the city infrastructure. Yeah. Um turns out the cell of sleeper agents wants nuclear warheads so Owen proposes everybody just has sex. Yeah. And again, Torchwood. Ian O kind of looks round as if to say, are, are we doing this? Everyone up for this? Mm. Yeah. So one sleeper agent attacks the army uh, Torchwood and Beth approach in a big car and run him over But he stabs Jack. Oh no, Jack's dead. Again. (laughs) Not to worry. Because, well, at this time, he's not dead a lot quicker, isn't he?
0: He is. I think it just depends on how... It probably just depends on the type of dead, doesn't it? Like, it's Mm. probably easier to fix a stab wound than it is a completely mangled spine.
1: So, Gwen turns off his force field. They have some sort of zapper that turns all this off. So, Jack just shoots him. Yeah. Uh, Torchwood have saved the day, and they say, Beth, we're going to freeze you again, but she refuses. Okay. Uh, So, Torchwood are forced to shoot her. Bang, 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 bang. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, the episode ends with Torchwood saying, We don't know how many more are out there.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's room, you know, there's scope that they could do different interesting things with this species. Did we even get a name for the species? I don't, I don't know. Don't
1: think did. so. It's maybe mentioned mm. fleetingly.
0: Yeah. But. I'd potentially be up for that as like a series arc. That's, you know, a direction that this show could go in. I would want, I would want to see better execution, though. Like, I, I would say in particular those scenes with the, the guy that looks like a bank manager or whatever, um, mm-hmm. rampaging in the sort of deserted military base. That was first year student film level quality. It it honestly looked like some teenagers had made a a crappy papier-mâché prosthetic arm thing, uh, gotten a few bottles of fake blood, and um, had just roped someone's dad in to, to shoot some scenes at the weekend for their shitty film. Because it's, yeah, just, it, 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 I don't, look, I feel bad just ragging on torchwood all the time. But I, I've got to be honest about how I felt whilst I was watching it. And watching those scenes in particular, I was just like, this is just genuinely amateurish.
1: Mm, not good.
0: It does, it does not feel like a, a a team of television professionals has made this show. Um, so yeah, bad, bad start to the series, guys. I wanted both of these episodes. You had this like glimmers of just like, oh, hang on, are we? Is this going to be? Are we doing something interesting here? And then every time it's just like, oh, no, no. It's like whether it's. Writing, acting, production, it just, there's always something letting it down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, it's the hope that kills you. There was a nugget of a good idea.
0: There definitely was. There definitely was. And, And, you know, if they go down the route of developing this species into a series, big, bad, you know, there's hope. There is potential for that to go in interesting directions. But um, this experience, the, these these episodes, has has not given me hope. No. It has not. Well, anyway, that's that for these two. Two more next time, folks. Do you want to know what they are, Matt? Mm.
1: Not really. Don't care. Should we just wrap up? <laughs> uh,
0: for the sake of for the sake of the format, I'll say the titles. Uh, so next time we are going to be covering. To the last man and meet. Great.
1: Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yep.
0: Okay. But until then, as always, thanks ever so much for listening. And until next time, cheerio.
1: Bye now. for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space if you wish to contact us our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at Pod.
0: and thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme